Welcome to the Fearless Mom Podcast, where our goal is to give practical tips and tools to help moms actually enjoy parenting. Whether you're watching or listening by yourself or you're with a group, we're just so glad that you've joined us. And remember, we never wanna add to your already long to-do list. We just wanna help you be intentional with what you're already doing. Hey, everybody. We are so glad that you have joined us today on the Fearless Mom podcast. This is Julie. And I'm Emily. And we are talking more about all the feels. So fun. Um, We've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. Today, we're tackling the subject of anger. (laughs) I don't know why you smile when you say anger. But Emily just made a good point. She said anger is something that everyone has a memory, a close memory. And lucky for me, my mom reminds me of my memories in her um, sessions. Well, you know, you had some moments. Uh, a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> Emily, as we've said, feels things um, very deeply. And uh, well, this is what I'd say. Emily, you feel things very deeply about everything. Only all the feels about all the things. All the feels about all the things. And we said, though, that um, now that Joe is 25, in hindsight... He feels things very deeply, but just not about all the things. Oh, my gosh. Right. He actually may feel, Emily, brace yourself, more deeply. Slow down. He may. Maybe. uh, About some things. You know who definitely does? Who? Dad. Yes, we have a lot of feelings. He does. He feels things very deeply. Our whole family is a family of a lotness, but my dad has a lot of feelings. Joe has a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. Mom, what about you? I have deep feelings about a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. I would say I have deep feelings about all the things. Dad has deep feelings about mostly all the things. And Joe has deep feelings about a moderate amount of things and you have deep feelings as well wow, that's things. interesting yeah on a I, sliding scale yeah i think that's the ring i think so and i think probably if you're listening you can identify with one of those four right but most people have deep feelings about something for sure which Big means feelings about something and here's the deal it all and what we're talking about today if you don't address the feelings that are there mm they will bubble up and overflow about something that may be irrelevant. I say often that anger, frustration, any feeling actually, sadness, fear, if you don't address it, it's like lava and it will heat up maybe in another situation and right, blow. Right. And so what we want to do in this series is identify the goal here. The goal is for every person, for parent and child, to be able to identify, process, express, and cope with every feeling that they may feel. That's so nice to know that that is an achievable goal. It definitely is. And so what we want to talk about today, that's everyone's goal. That is as an all people, all people. And and we're all growing and still learning. I'm 53. I'm still learning about myself. I'm still growing in this area. My dream is that I would always be growing and learning and getting better. That's the goal. Well, it can always, it's like the limit does not exist. That was a Mean Girls reference, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the limit does not exist. You can always 
can improve. Always, yeah, you can always get better. And so today what we want to talk about is how. How we're going to do that. How do we teach our kids? How do we empower our kids and ourselves to identify, process, express, and cope with um, those feelings today, mainly anger. And um, Emily, I have multiple stories about uh, <laughs> you were expressing frustration and anger in a public setting huh? um, when you were feeling big feelings. Yes. And one, I tell this story, actually, I've told it many times because it is seared in my brain. But when we were at Chick-fil-A, I had just, we had just moved here. So you were about three um, and I was in a Bible study. It was a community Bible study where you didn't tell people like what church you were from or anything. Kind of, they wanted everything to be a level playing field. And we were just um, talking scripture, not denomination or church beliefs or anything like that. And That's so really cool. it, it, it was amazing. And so a bunch of us had decided to go to lunch and take our kids afterwards um, and so I, we had just gotten to the point in the semester where we were sharing, you know, like what our husbands did um, for a living and what church we went to. We were kind of at that place. And I, of course, shared that my husband um, is a pastor and we were planting a church. We were just starting Lake Hills Church. So I just um, shared that with the group when it was time to go. And I stuck my head in the Chick-fil-A playground. Any mom knows what that uh, scenario is like the indoor playground at a restaurant you poke your head in hey Richard kids it's time to go and um, Emily whipped around and at the top of her lung screamed you said we could have ice cream though so at which point I knew then I could not reward that behavior with ice cream and that's uh, what we call dysregulation. Dysregulation, big feelings, any feelings okay to feel, but how you express it matters. Um, and so I said, well, Emily, now we can't have ice cream. And I was trying to remain calm, at which point you began flailing around. And Joe at this stage was pretty accustomed to toddling behind us on the way to the car as you were flailing. And probably if someone had seen me in the parking lot, they would have been tempted to call. Um, yeah. Yeah. Probably would have seen you as the cause of my flailing. Call and turned me in because although it appeared as though I was trying to remove your arm from your body, it was really you were just flailing. Right? I was so, trying to remove my Yeah, arm we, we got in the car and went home and you calmed down and then we addressed it later. That being said, at that point in your life, you were not to a stage where you could in a... <laughs> productive and healthy way identify process express and cope with those big feelings guess what and that's okay that's my job to train you to teach you train up a child in the way she should go and when she is old she will not depart from it and so my job is to teach you and train you did I expect you to be able to identify process express and cope with emotions at two three four five you know what it's a lifelong process we're all growing and so we don't expect perfection from our kids but we are teaching them toward healthy. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Not Ooh, perfection, but like teaching that. them toward healthy. And so the way we do it in Fearless Mom is cognitive behavioral parenting. I love it. Share with us the definition. Let's review it real quick. And then we're going to dive into <laughs> getting mad. Here we go. <laughs> CBP is, as we refer to it, as opposed to CBT, um, cognitive behavioral parenting is the idea of proactive strategies that help children understand their thoughts and feelings and how those thoughts and feelings affect their actions. 
just teaching the connection. We're working with emotional maturity, emotional resilience, emotional intelligence. We want to empower our kids and ourselves with all those things. Our theme verse for this entire series, Galatians 6, 4, and 5, pay careful attention to your own work, for then you'll get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For, and this is key, we are each responsible for our own conduct. So because we are responsible, we are going to pay careful attention to our own work, careful attention to our thoughts, to our feelings, and how those feelings um, impact, how those thoughts impact our behavior and our actions. And so working on developing self-control, owning that space between thought and action, between feeling and behavior. And I love this scripture because I think it also shares the like self-serving benefits of self-control like if I develop self-control then I will get the satisfaction of a job well done and won't need to compare myself to anyone else so I'm going to focus on self-control because I want that absolutely I think that is um, it gives kids and adults hope Mm -hmm. when we say actually you can control that um, and especially if you've stepped into a relationship with Christ you know that the fruit of the spirit one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control so while it may be more challenging while you may have to work harder than a sibling or a peer you can do it God if he commands you to do something he will give you what you need to do that mm -hmm. and so we know that he um, wants you to respect and obey your parents, your teachers. And so therefore we know he's going to give us what we need to do that. And um, I think it's important right here to, I just mentioned something that we, we acknowledge in school that kids learn at their own pace, whether it's reading, math, whatever it is, we make accommodations in classrooms for kids to learn at their own pace. We have to realize that that's the same with any skill. Mm -hmm. from brushing your teeth to regulating your emotions. Right. Everybody develops at their own pace. And we have to revisit it sometimes to retrain and to remind kids and to remind ourselves, this is the goal, to identify, process, express, and cope with emotions in a healthy and productive way. And I believe that you can do it. And I'm going to help you get there. Right. Because IQ and EQ have definite definitive similarities in how to navigate and manage them. And I also think sometimes it's some kids are not intellectual and it's easy to forget where their emotional intelligence is relative to their intellect. Yeah. So when you say IQ and EQ, tell me what you mean. Oh gosh. What does IQ even stand for? The irony is not lost on me intelligence quotient oh duh and so then EQ. but then eq is referred to as emotional intelligence which is why i got thrown by and so often EQ. we will um especially if you're a mom at home with a child you don't necessarily see that child compared to peers and so right. if they are particularly if it's the oldest one and oldest kids toss, toss. often talk earlier because you know there's more space to talk. There's more space. And more and attention. so then we expect more mature behavior. All that is to say, we all develop at our own rate. And everyone, even adults, need reminders and a reset when it comes to, um, you know, identifying, processing, expressing, and coping with feelings. So today we're going to talk about anger. The definition. Yeah. Fire up, buttercup. Uh, the <laughs> definition of anger that we're working with is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. 
reminding that anger is a feeling and any feelings okay to feel, but how you express it matters. Feeling anger is not sinful mm-hmm. in and of itself. It is now our Jesus responsibility to respond um, in a healthy, productive way. Mm-hmm. And so we can see that anger, name that anger, as we said before, and um, claim our responsibility to responding to it. Now, when we talk about our kids feeling anger, if you've got a an 18-month-old who you're thinking, wow, this kid has big feelings. We were able to identify Emily's big feelings. I'm pretty sure you were about seven or eight months old. <laughs> um, and you just had big, big reactions. And that is not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. We embrace that strength. We embrace that passion. We embrace that um, intensity. Our job is not to change it. Our job is to channel it. Um, And when we talk about big feelings like anger, big feelings like anything, we do not ever want to ignore or dismiss feelings because ignoring and dismissing leads to frustration and angst. We want to walk through what we call the emote control process. The emote control process. Emily, you love this first one. What's the first step to responding? Because we're talking about this is cognitive behavioral parenting is proactive, proactive strategies. So you're actually doing the emote control process on the front end Mm -hmm. to prepare kids for when they feel a certain way. But you're also doing it post. You're also doing it to respond (laughs) in a healthy way. Yeah. So you're going to go proactive and, but we say you're not reacting with emotion. You're going to respond with wisdom. Yes. So when you have a game plan, when you have a plan, you're less likely to panic. So we're going to come at anger from both sides. Yes. And looking at the process, I think that's, I have such a vivid memory when we talk about this because this is something that I have said I value from my childhood as a deep feeler um my feelings and actions were always separated out like I could if I were upset about something we could engage in conversation (laughs) all day long in a healthy and respectful way which was really sweet of my mom because I wanted to go round and round and round and talk about everything endlessly Um, but as soon as I said something disrespectful, made a disrespectful face or had a disrespectful tone, the conversation was over. And that was something that very much separated feelings and actions for me in my brain. Like, oh, okay. We can talk about my feeling frustrated or angry or sad or hurt until I'm disrespectful. And the disrespect is what shut down the conversation, not the feelings in and of itself. So all that is to say, what is the first step? The first step of the emote control process is to validate the emotion, which for example, would be, I understand that you're frustrated, sad, or hurt. My mom, (laughs) or like, I can see that you're frustrated. She used to say that she couldn't say I understand because she rarely understood why I I I was feeling the way I felt. I don't understand that you're so upset that your car seat is twisted. Right. Uh, but I, that the strap is I twisted. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that you're frustrated. You I can made see that, that you're very hurt. apparent. And this is important. And I will say I did not always do this well. If I had it to do over again, I would have worked on my, I would, I would have been prepared with my validate sentences, if that makes sense. I can see that you're upset. I can see, and in a, tone that um, 
I'm speaking to you in a connecting way before correcting. Mm. So we, this really helps. This is pretty significant. Um, I can't go down this rabbit trail, but our goal is authoritative parenting, not authoritarian nor permissive. Mm -hmm. And so authoritative has high level of connection and high level of expectation. Right. And so you have, you want to connect. Authoritarian says no, done. And sometimes when it's safety, there's no time to connect. You just got to deal well, with it's the, a spectrum yeah. and yeah but we want to connect and i think validating the emotion even when you don't understand is important let me tell you what i said sometimes some things that were not helpful <laughs> and uh i would say are you upset about that do not get upset about that that is ridiculous to be upset about that she did say that i did and i thought i was doing the right thing i thought Which, I was, by the way was like really fair i thought i was considering what you, i was upset about but opposite of helpful and that made you feel like oh my gosh this feeling i'm feeling should it's, i not be feeling it right is there something wrong with me or i would oh, this i said a lot you need to relax that should not do not let that bother you or don't let that frustrate you sometimes I are you seriously mad about that <laughs> pull it together calm down all those things um the feelings charts and we have them on our website we have one with some activities on the back uh or it's just some questions some family discussion questions great for all ages even if you have young adults seriously. I'm not kidding um if you go to fearlessmom.com and click on resources and downloads you can print those out and um helping you identify that feeling of anger, frustration, um, whatever it is. Now, I will say this again, much more beneficial, much more productive on the front end when the feelings are not high. On the back end, if a child is feeling angry, I'm not going to have big discussions with them. They are right now feeling and responding with the emotional part of the brain, the amygdala, and I'm, there's no logic there where it's not until we've calmed down where we can bring it to the front of our brain, to the prefrontal cortex, where we um, can consider things logically, where we can break things down and help understand why we're feeling a certain way. At this point, when a child is in the midst of it, we validate period, hard stop. And then maybe we do need to give um, to remove them from the situation with Emily. And she was pitching a fit in Chick-fil-A. My job right there was to validate. I see you're upset, but we now have to leave. I love you. And we're going to get to the car. Well, Emily was convinced in her mind if, if she kept yelling, surely I was going to give in. And to her credit, at that point, she was wound so high, there was no immediate come down. But I knew that I needed to remove her from that environment because it was impacting everyone within a five mile radius. So we want to validate the emotion. We want to create a home in which any feelings okay to feel, but how you express it matters. Mm -hmm. We discuss thoughts and feelings when they're hypothetical, not when they're running high to really um, empower and teach kids how to process and express in a healthy way. So then, Emily, after validate, we move on to separate the emotion from the behavior, which is what I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I have such a vivid memory of standing at the top of the steps, trying not to get sent down to my room to discuss something. I was so upset. I think I was like weeping, probably. And I was like seven. It's likely. Yeah. It, honestly, I'm saying it so vaguely. This happened so often. Um, 
but you would listen to me and engage in conversation. And then as soon as I got an edge in my tone, it was like, oh, I was able to have this conversation with you until you had an edge in your tone. And now the conversation's over and you have to go to your room. And that was like to not be heard was the worst but I I really felt um and again at that point I didn't have I hadn't studied like I have now I didn't have the feelings charts I didn't have the tools like the breathing and the um you know all the things mindfulness I I didn't have all that Mm -hmm. I did though I had 2020 parenting in my head yeah it was just the way we did things um I thought, okay, she has got to learn how to express herself in a way that is um, productive if she's frustrated with a friend, if she's frustrated with a boss, if she's frustrated with a coworker, if she's frustrated with um, a spouse, whatever it is, I thought that's the end game here. And so we are really working on regulation. And I think that's something interesting. I was spending, when I was seven, how mu- what percentage of my time was spent with you? Like, 75 well at seven see you were in school I was but and like so then yeah after school we did not do play dates a whole lot Emily was keyed up all day <laughs> <laughs> so um I was also I'm an intense feeler and an introvert so, so it's, it's a she lot needed that um downtime so really Emily I would say from three to eight so you yeah know. and so and it was concentrated like it was yes, just you yes. and Joe yes, and dad as correct. opposed to like yes. you know a hundred kindergartners or whatever, or second graders. But I think in that situation, it, I feel like it could probably be easy. Like, Oh, well she's doing that to me because I'm her mom. But like, you knew that because that was such a percentage of my time that was going to impact how I was able, I was still learning how to treat other people. And I was still learning. I was still developing emotionally, even though it was with my parents and my brother. Well, that's home is a training ground, right? Home is a training ground. It's that not is, an is, isolated situation. It's correct. a training ground. Correct. Yeah, that's it, good. That, that is that is what we we embrace that responsibility to use home as a training ground. And the way I teach you to uh, talk to me, the way I teach you to talk to Joe, to address um, frustrations, whatever with that, that is it's a training ground for the rest of life. So mm-hmm. we validate the emotion. It's pretty important to connect and to say any feelings okay to feel. I see that you feel this way. Then we separate the emotion from the behavior. Again, anger is not a sin, but Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, don't let, and this is, uh, Paul was quoting from earlier in the Bible, and don't s- um, sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sin go down on you while you're still angry for anger gives foothold to the devil. Anger gets blamed for a lot of things. Big feelings gets blamed for a lot of sins. In reality, um, the feeling's okay to feel, but we choose how we respond. Mm-hmm. We choose how we respond to any feeling, particularly anger. And so now what do we do? We want to empower our kids. We want to validate, separate. And now Emily, third one, Educate your child about the acceptable behavior. This is when the teaching and training comes in. And again, very little teaching and training occurs mid-tantrum, mid-meltdown. We want to do it on the front end, and we want to um, teach and train and come back to it after we've cooled down. After the child has cooled down, then we go back and revisit the situation. Um, Emily, in that situation where you were having a fit at Chick-fil-A, Um, we got you in the car and it it 
took a while typically for you to come down and that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but I, I probably, to be honest, I probably went through the drive-thru and got myself some ice cream (laughs) on the way home. And so then, um, then the teaching and training comes in, not mid, sometimes you have to address the tantrum by just removing from the situation or a natural consequence, leaving the situation, leaving the party, um, you know, whatever that natural consequence would be. Um, and then we work on the teaching. We want to teach our kids. We want to teach ourselves to get curious about anger, mm-hmm. get curious about your feeling. Our response um we can control our reflex. We have to identify. And so you, you get curious about your reflex. Oh, I do this when I get angry. I've seen this pattern. I've seen this trigger. I've noticed that I get frustrated about this a lot. Getting curious. Emily, what does that mean to you? Getting curious. I think it's interesting. I think getting curious ties in closely with the coping with part of the process um, that we talked about earlier. And I think getting curious is leaning in, which I don't like to do, um, but leaning in and saying, why was I, why am I quick to anger in these scenarios? Why was I angry here? What um, was there something that hurt me? Was there something that made me anxious? Was there something that made me sad? And then it became anger or was it frustration that became anger? Was it something that's been ongoing, like the volcano, like that's been dormant that I've just been pushing to the side and then it erupted. Um, because like that scripture talks about anger, giving a foothold to the devil. Um, I think it's really important to focus on that coping with so that, because (laughs) I think about star Wars. (laughs) Oh, do you now? Okay. Because fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, 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 hate leads, leads to, to the, the dark, dark side, side, you know? Yes. And I think about that, like, that's not inevitably true, but it is true if you don't take ownership of that coping side of things a great point. to work through the anger. If it just keeps piling up and piling up and piling up, it's going to lead to hate and hate's going to lead to the dark side. And you're going to turn from Anakin to Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. Like, (laughs) whatever. And so I think the getting curious part is a critical, critical step in developing the coping skills. Because I think about that tantrum at Chick-fil-A. Thankfully... I have made a lot of progress yes. <laughs> where I still get emotionally dysregulated sure. sometimes when I get angry, when something sets me off, but I've been work. You have worked on, I have worked on, we have worked on my friends, like my community, whatever we've all it's, it is it's it a takes team effort. a village. It's a team effort. It takes a village. And so working on those coping skills, um, I can now go from dysregulated to regulated much more quickly, but it does require that getting curious piece. It requires getting curious. And it also requires an understanding that anger is most often a secondary emotion and letting it be icky for a minute. You don't have to get curious while you're in the thick of it either. Oh, right. Right. That's what I try to problem solve. I'm like, I'm angry and I need to stop being angry. So I need to figure out what made me angry. And just like we talk about with kids, it's less productive and less maximized and less efficient. That's true about myself, too. If you can picture yourself 
like it's all amygdala at that point. Ugh. No critical thinking, no problem solving, no logic goes on in the amygdala. That breaks so my heart. <laughs> whatever you need to do to bring it back down. And that's Emily where the getting curious and understanding and knowing some coping strategies. So before we even get to analyzing the anger and saying, okay, it's secondary, what's beneath it, just go, okay, I am dysregulated right now. Yeah, Again, wow. let me just say though, that most of these strategies are taught proactively, proactively, and you practice them proactively. So then in the midst of a tantrum, you know, a kid, when you give a cue, maybe they can use some of the strategies to bring it back down to become a little more regulated. And it takes reps and practice. Like yes. you can have had every conversation proactively, and it's still going to take working out the kinks. Absolutely. And sometimes you're going to mess up just like anything else. And your kid is too. Here's the thing. Um, the strategies that we would teach. Breathing. Going for a walk. Sorry. I do know that you mean like intentional Deep breathing. breathing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it was just funny. Grounding. The five, four, three, two, one. What right. are five things you see? What are four things you hear? What are three things? Whatever it is. Whatever the practical um practical responses we want to mm -hmm. become more regulated we teach them on the front end we practice them here's the deal sometimes a kid is not ready to an adult is not ready to do those things and you just got to give them a little more time now i will say this you do remove them from the situation you do not leave a screaming kid in my opinion right we don't and as an adult i'm impact. responsible for like going to my room if I need a minute, I'm still responsible for how I treat other people. Yes. So we, you're right. You pay careful attention to your own work. I just like and to say that. Each responsible for. Reinforce it for myself. Conduct. Can't hurt. All that is to say that at this point, we educate about acceptable behavior. We repeat the goal. So if a child, for instance, Emily, Chick-fil-A, tantrum, was it okay for you to be frustrated, sad, angry that you didn't yeah. get an ice cream cone yes it was great to remind me very likely i had said it and i totally forgot had you said it to me in a respectful tone in a respectful way in a regulated way i would have said ah oh, you're absolutely right let's all get one so it's okay though it doesn't mean you're a bad kid or you Thanks need to go clarifying. to juvie that you it meant that oh this is something we need to work on this is a training opportunity so we set the goal. Yeah. What do you say in LHC Kids? It's an opportunity for creative leadership. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's no such thing as a bad kid. Or we, we say, you know, that we, we don't have difficult children. We have opportunities for creative leadership. Love and that. so uh, every kid is a great kid and we're thrilled to have them. In and I will care. say I'm a kid who was a lot, is a lot. And I'm really grateful for that approach and posture in how I was treated. But I think that's so critical, right? That it is not seen as a weakness, right? It's a strength to channel I anything. It is seen as a, uh, you know, God created you wonderfully complex. Everyone's different. Whether a child is quiet or loud yes. or reserved or <laughs> overly outwardly emotive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We we treasure every character. Sorry, I interrupted your train no, you're of good. thought. I, I just wanted to. Um, so when the tantrum is happening, we remove from the situation, we revisit it when the child is calmed down, when the mom is calmed down, when the dad is calmed down, whatever it is. And so then we're not looking for excuses. We're looking for explanations. Why do you think you were angry? 
um, mom, you said that I could have ice cream. You're right, I did. So um, what could you have done in a productive way? Because it's very important that we understand the difference between understandable behavior and acceptable behavior. Understandable behavior. Was it understandable for you to be upset? You bet. Was it acceptable? No. Is it understandable for... Um, a teenager to roll her eyes. Absolutely. Age appropriate. Is Mm -hmm. it acceptable? No. Mm -hmm. And so we want to understand that difference. So when we educate, we're always educating with the appropriate behavior, the acceptable response. So towards something, any feeling is okay to feel how you express it matters. Now, my job is to train. My job is to train up. I do not expect my toddler to be able to regulate feelings. I do not expect my preschooler to be able to articulate why he or she is angry, but my job is to teach acceptable and unacceptable behavior and to teach toward um, handling it in an acceptable and appropriate way. Um, And so we could get more into discipline in another, I, I will say this, we go through our discipline simplified. So a tantrum. Big feelings. Any feelings okay to feel? We validate it. Emily, I see you're upset. I see that you are upset. Now we separate. It's okay for you to be angry. It is not okay for you to scream and disrupt everyone's lunch or to be disrespectful. <laughs> and now educate. What is the goal here, Emily? So we establish the desired behavior. This is discipline simplified. So I'm going to run through it real quick. Establish desired behavior. You speak with a respectful tone. And yes, you can articulate um And remind me that I forgot, but you have to do it respectfully and appropriately. So establish desired behavior, articulate and model the desired behavior to and for your child. I would show you, we would even play it out. So now, Emily, take a breath and tell me. Try it. Yeah. How how will you do it next time? How will you do it next time? Okay. And then give positive consequence when desired behavior is displayed. Give negative consequence when desired behavior is not displayed. And then rinse and repeat over and over and over again. Because (laughs) kids don't get it. Well, maybe some kids do on one try. Kind of like Gus. Yes. Go ahead. Explain that. Okay. So Gus is my really my dad's dog oh my word they love each other so much they really but gus is so sweet and i compliant is the word but it's so genuine it's not like secretly stubborn at all but like my dad says no one time and gus is like oh my gosh okay i'll never do it again true true walter is my dog and walter you say no and he looks up from the middle of the backyard and says what you gonna do about it so true and so accurate anyway (laughs) I digress but it's true everybody's different but I think when we talk about discipline so often moms and dads look at discipline as just punishment Mm -hmm. discipline means the root word disciple training teaching so we've got to embrace the positive consequences so consequence simply means that that follows. Mm-hmm. And so if I've told you to... Cause and effect. Yes. If I've told you to um, speak in a respectful tone, then I am praying, God, help me to see when she does. Our tendency is to only see that which we need to correct. Right. And only see what warrants a negative consequence. But if we pray and we say, God, help me to see, and we reward, reward with a high five, with a way to go, with an acknowledgement, with whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's just as much discipline yeah. and often just as effective. And I think that's another place where community is so important. Like you as the mom, 
like I have friends who have kids and like they're in the thick of it they're in the weeds oh my gosh yes and then I go over for dinner and I'm like oh my gosh like you guys are killing it like look at this four-year-old and two-year-old absolutely crushing it being so respectful being so engaging in conversation and the parents are like whoa yeah like you're you're not gonna see that on your own it's so true when you're a mom so this is so important to remember if you see a kid behaving if you see a kid and when I say behaving I mean um you know whatever you know I'm from the south so saying yes ma'am and no (laughs) ma'am saying yes sir no sir or um, being kind to a sibling or helping a mom comment right way to go you're such a great helper way to go you really um you were listening to your mom I saw you I always say to kids when I say you know um good morning and they look me in the eye I'll say whoa you looked me in the eye great work I think you definitely you definitely um some of it has to come directly from you mom um the positive reinforcement you bet but also you get credit for putting your kids around other adults who will positively reinforce your kids i think church is significant in that neighborhood is significant right um family significant and i used to say to my friends they knew what we were working on right and so they knew to comment to compliment they were all different ages yes yes ashley horn was 15 years older than me and so i thought she like was the biggest rock star on the face of the planet. And so for her to tell me I had done a good job was a different kind of important, different value than my mom telling me I'd done a good job. Yes. And both really important. Being intentional about having them around. But I, I think that when you um, validate the feeling and you separate any feelings okay to feel, but how you express it matters. Those are two different mm-hmm. things. The feeling is one thing. The behavior is another and then um, educate, say, here, here is the appropriate way. Here's the acceptable way. And we're all working towards it together. And you follow um, the discipline simplified and rinse and repeat over and over. Understanding one lesson is probably not enough, especially if you have a big feeler. Um, <clears throat> and then. But knowing that that one lesson is a huge step is a building block. Like it is going to require the rinse and repeat. And so that one time is building credit toward the one day that they are going <laughs> to. Good gracious. It's so true. Continue to improve and develop but the skill. Adults, it is our responsibility. Now I'm going to embrace my responsibility. When a child is having a tantrum to be the calm. I Whoa. have to be the calm adult, even though I'm sweating, I'm frustrating, I'm embarrassed, I'm um, I, I'm feeling all the feels at this point too, but it is important for us to get to a place where we are responding with wisdom and not reacting with emotion. you have a fully developed brain. Yes. And so I, if I want my child to find calm, I've got to be the calm mm. and then I help them calm down. And so, um, we want to say, okay, I see that you're feeling frustrated. I see that you're feeling angry. Um, it's okay to feel angry. It's not okay to hit your brother. And then we're going to come down. Okay. <laughs> You're feeling frustrated. Or sister. <laughs> or sister. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we um, help you find calm. You also, I love that um, 
David Thomas talks about having a place in your home where you can go if you have big feelings. And so maybe it's a calm corner, um, you know, just a quiet corner, whatever it is. And you have a stress ball, you have a feelings chart, you have all these things that help kids find calm. Um, and uh, I would go into my room and practice the national anthem for when I was going <laughs> to sing for the Super Bowl. That is true. That helped Emily find calm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <That's so> good. <laughs> um, but we have to recognize since anger is a secondary uh, emotion and since our kids are all created wonderfully complex, we're created wonderfully complex and we get curious about their anger too. What does anger look like? With some kids, it looks like just bursting into tears. With some kids, it looks like screaming and yelling. With some kids, mm-hmm. it looks like withdrawal. Mm. We help them identify what anger looks like, and then we help them find the calm. We teach them about deep breaths. We teach them about, um, you know, going for a walk. We teach them about uh, how to calm your mind, your heart, and your body. We give all kinds of tools, and then so we... That coping is so important. It is significant and, and and necessary all the time for the rest of your life. This is a but life skill. Right? It's a life skill. So we um, validate, separate, educate. And last, we evaluate. Evaluate your um, response to anger, your response to your own anger, mm. and your response to your child's anger. And that's where we look at um, the... Anger iceberg, the Gottmans have, and they said that anger is what you see, but what lies beneath is really the bigger um, piece of the iceberg. And so you see the anger, but what lies beneath. And so, you know, get curious about yourself. How do I react to my child's anger? Does it, do I get angry in response? Does this take me back to my childhood and right. how my parents responded to me? We're not going to blame our parents, but it is part of our story and therefore it impacts how we parent right now. Totally. But then we embrace the responsibility. I'm responsible for my own conduct and I'm going to respond with wisdom. And David Thomas um, says we can only take the kids we love as far as we've been ourselves. So it is worth it to get curious about your own anger when you feel angry and your response to your child's anger. And so um, evaluating that, man, I've learned so much about myself as I've studied um, to teach other people. I've learned so much about how I responded, how I reacted to your anger, Mm. how I reacted to your tantrum, how I reacted to Joe's big feelings. Um, And we have a choice. Mm-hmm. We can continue to react or we can retrain our brains to respond with wisdom. And here's the thing about training, retraining your brain. Whatever your reaction was before, okay. if you work on your response, eventually your response will become your reflex. That is like she just dropped a bomb of wisdom. Well, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe yeah. that God gives us what we need and he empowers us. And I love neuroplasticity. I love what science has learned about the brain. But I love that God knew way before. And there's so right. much scripture about retraining oh your my brain. Gosh, about growth mindset. About, um, you know, changing the way you think. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. mind. And so when God, you know calls us to do something we know he's going to give us what we need to do it and so anger it's a fun topic isn't it emily it is gross <laughs> it is but it's also it is kind of fun because i think like i was just thinking about growth mindset and response becoming your reflex like 
it's comforting to know that I don't have to be stuck in what makes me quick to anger. I don't have to be stuck in how I respond to anger. I don't have to be stuck in how anger, how long anger sits with me or whatever. Those are things that when God and I are working together, they can improve. You are not a slave to nor victim of your big feelings. Right. And that's so important. Big right. feelings are great. You are wired that way. You mm -hmm. are created wonderfully complex. Your job is to regulate right. those big feelings and to say, okay, God, how do you want me to use these? You right. gave me this gift yes. to use for your glory. And to know that I can, it, not only is it like, oh, I'm always going to be super angry. It's like big feelings can pivot too. Like it doesn't always have to go toward, it's not all feelings are all big all the time. Right. And so learning that that's even true and then saying like, okay, we're going to work on the regulation, which is going to, again, those coping skills keep the anger from piling up and piling up and piling up. And I just think that's so important. So thanks for talking about anger with me, mom. <laughs> this has been a great session, Emily. <laughs> this is our, everyone's tuning into our just like. Yes, that's great. Next time we'll invite mother-daughter therapy. Yeah. We'll invite him to be part. Yeah. As we talk about more feelings in the next session, we hope you guys have a great day. Again, uh, grab that feelings chart off the website, fearlessmom.com. For yourself resources. and your kids. Yeah, click resources and um uh, downloads, I think it's under. And so you can just print it out. Uh, and then obviously two sided, single sided, two pages. Yeah. You know, some people have really strong opinions about that. Oh, about two sided things. Oh yeah. They feel big feelings about double sided. Whitney Wiseman calling her out she and I and Ryan, we all go back and forth. Big feelings. Okay. Well, um, we've had some people download it and laminate it and put them multiple copies. We have had, um, I've, I visited a church. They have copies in every uh, preschool classroom. Yeah. It's just, it's super handy right there for you. We hope that you guys have a great day and that you're able to get curious about your anger. Again, we not do. looking for an excuse, just looking for explanations. We get smarter every day. Have a great day. We're so glad you joined us today. You can get more resources and information at fearlessmom.com.